deep contentment, joy, and confidence in my everyday life with God. And by the way, I just said that. I didn't read it like I have it memorized. There is no reason for you to out me on reading it when I first started. Come on. Distorted thinking patterns where people are believing the wrong things and living out of that. I can't read stuff anymore. Who came up with the idea of putting small print instructions on everything? Everything. You're much more kind than I am because (laughs) when I'm mad at you, I'm like, God, why is this woman in my life? (laughs) Wow. We want to get to a place where we have that conviction, where we've moved from, what have you done for me lately, God, to, I trust you, you are real. This is real, and I will follow it. It's season two of the Holy Authentic Life podcast. Season two is here, and I don't even know how this happened. It's like season two already? Right. Well, it happened because we ended season one. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Well, that makes sense. Yeah, we took a break. Yeah. And taking a break is important. But as we come back, we should probably remind people who we are and what we're all about. Right. So when we came up with Holy Authentic Life, we were wanting kind of a description of the life that we were made to live, not fragmented, compartmentalized, but one whole life. And yes. so that's that's part of our of our name. Yes. We are exhausted from living a life that's compartmentalized, trying to be different people in different situations, putting on masks or, as we said early on, wearing different hats. Just gets old and exhausting and then you forget who you're around and who you're supposed to be in the moment. <laughs> yep. And that's no life. No. That is just exhausting. It's just moving through and going through the motions, really. And we never begin to express ourselves as we're created, who we're meant to be. The things that make us come alive stay buried deep underneath all of these different hats that we wear. And that's not the life that God has for us. And so we are reaching for a wholly authentic life. And we use two other words to describe that. Yeah. So we came up with vibrant and sustainable. Mm, I like vibrant. I know. I like both the words, actually. Well, I do too. Of course. <laughs> obviously. But yeah. I wouldn't be doing this if we were. <laughs> Didn't like both words, but no. Right. So vibrant. Why do you like the word vibrant? Because I just love the way that word, it it just captures this quality of life. This, um, I don't know, I just see colors. I see happiness, a richness. I just I see so much in that word vibrancy or vibrant. Yeah. Vibrancy. We yeah. say joy all the time. Yeah. We say all different kinds of things, fun, exciting. And the word vibrant seems to capture it all. It does. It's a beautiful word. And that's what I'm looking for. Like when I'm thinking of, okay, God, you made us for this life. Mm -hmm. And when I think of that word vibrancy or vibrant, that it just, that's it. That's it. That's how to describe what I'm I'm seeking after. What's what I'm looking for. It's what I'm longing, that desire of life. That's what I want. Right. Because let's think that through. Coming at it from the exact opposite. Imagine if what we thought of life was, you are meant to simply exist, get through all the pain, the suffering, the loss, the heartache. And in the end, you get to die. 
Wow. How awesome is that? <laughs> That's not encouraging at all. <laughs> no. So we know there's somewhere, yeah. something deep down inside of us that knows mm. that we were created for more than that. Yeah. Yeah. And I love the verse in Ecclesiastes where God has placed eternity in the human heart. And, yes. And that that is what vibrancy is. It's like, okay, God, there is more. Yes, I think C.S. Lewis said it really well, pulling from what Solomon had written there, that Mm -hmm. it's like we're created for a home we've never seen. Yes. And that's true. Right. But God has given us these moments in life to enjoy, to experience his presence through everything. Because some people would listen to me say, enjoy and, uh, you know, vibrant. And they're like, gosh. Life is so full of disappointing things. Life Mm -hmm. is full of loss. Mm -hmm. Life is full of pain. And yet where the joy comes from, where the vibrancy comes from, what I have experienced, what you have experienced is that that is found in walking with God. Yeah, that's it. And I love the quality of the the vibrant word that we are looking for, the sustainability, you know, we yes. say vibrant, sustainable, that this is just going to be for a temporary thing and then gone, poof. Mm-hmm. But what we're looking for is this vibrant and sustainable life yeah. where it continues, it it goes on and it, it continues to get stronger and deeper and richer and better. The further we go in the kingdom of God, the more we walk with God, the more we're transformed to be like Jesus, mm-hmm. then that's what holy, authentic life is all about. Mm-hmm. And this is real. Yeah. yeah. This is not some just idealistic dream that we can never experience. We have walked through things. Right. <laughs> we have. And I can tell you the difference. I've done some things right. I've done some things wrong. The ones that I've done wrong, I walked through or tried to walk through on my own. Yeah. Trying yeah. to figure things out. Wow. And... There's no joy in that. There's no no hope in that. No. But when I have gone through difficult things, might even say this summer, we took a break. We love taking a break during the summer. We look forward to vacation and everything that 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 holds, right? Oh, yeah. But my question is, well, was your summer everything (laughs) you had hoped for and more? Oh, gosh. There's a lot of like, that's a that's a question that's a it's hard to even wrap my brain around because mm-hmm. expectation, I mean, it makes me think back to when we had premarital counseling. Yes. And our pastor at the time asked us this question, do you have any expectations going into being married? And I was like, oh, no, I don't have any expectations, which wow. was, yeah, totally wrong. I mean, I was way out of touch because we all have expectations. And yeah. so when you ask me, that's what I immediately I thought of. Was that question back then? But when you have expectations for things, it's so easy to get disappointed. And so, is it even possible for Summer to deliver what I expected? That's a tough thing. Sure. I don't want to throw expectation out because that's one of the things. I mean, it's great to look forward to something and it's great to have these ideas of what it can be. And expectations, whether we like them or not, they're going to be there. They are. You cannot eliminate. That's what's hard. But is it a realistic expectation? Sure. So, yes, on one hand, I'd say, yes, this summer, everything I kind of hoped for. Yet, 
there were areas I wish that things had been different. Things didn't go to plan always. No, they didn't. And even on vacation, life happens. Right. We had this experience this summer where we had something happen family-wise that was certainly not in the plan, not in our expectation, and could have very easily derailed us and taken us down a different path. And this is what I mean by we've learned how to lean into God in those moments instead of trying to walk through something like this on our own. And this was hard. Right. This was new. It was scary. It was, I guess, unexpected. Mm -hmm. And really held a lot of uh, questions, more questions than answers. Yeah. And when you're in a moment like that, like we were this summer, it was like, God, what are you up to? Right. Where are you in this? What are you teaching me? And learning how to walk with him is the difference between vibrant and sustainable and simply just getting through. Yeah, survival, really. Survival. Yeah, yeah. That's a great word. Well, and what I learned from that experience was actually the strength of the the body of Christ around our family. Yes. And typically in my past, I might have said, oh, I don't really want to open up about my struggle or what's mm-hmm. going on. And this time I reacted very differently, responded very differently and asked for prayer, asked for help, asked for support. And it was beautiful. The, the love, the encouragement, the prayer, the... The community, the fellowship, the strengthening my soul received mm-hmm. from others during that time, I, I I can't even hardly put into words. Yeah, I say it all the time uh, on Sundays to people is that we're not meant to live life on our own. No. And this was totally proof this summer, that experience. And, and really, that's one Right. Among many, oh, we don't yeah. just go through one difficult moment in no. life, right? <laughs> right. Uh, we've lived long enough. We've experienced <laughs> a lot of these things yes. and we've seen the difference of when we try to do it on our own and when we lean into our relationship with God and with that, all that he provides like people in our lives. And what I've learned is that what we reach for in the good times is what we're going to be holding on to when things go south, Yeah, when difficult <laughs> times come. That's true. It's true. And so, so often we're just in this mode of if I could only, and we're reaching for things that tend to be temporary, tend to hold pleasure for the moment, And those things are not going to sustain us long term. And so this season two of our Holy Authentic Life podcast, what you and I have talked about is that we really want to lean into people, the experiences that they've had in their walk with God, their experiences with things that worked out, things that didn't work out, things they're going through, how our God who loves us is providing a holy, authentic life a vibrant and sustainable life in everything that we go through. Mm, I love that so much. And just his faithfulness. Mm -hmm. I I think that's one thing that I've just come to rely on is that my mood, my emotions, my experiences may come and go, but he is faithful Yes, and he never changes. 
and he never lies. <laughs> and, right? and so we can rely, we can trust on, on him, in him, on him, like put every, all the weight of our soul on yes. him, knowing that he is constant. Mm-hmm. And I love that. And, and yes, I mean, it was a great summer as far as that goes. Yeah. And a lot of joy, a lot of incredible moments. But when you ask, was it everything I hoped for and more, I would say, uh, you know, I'm not <laughs> right? so sure about that. Right. But you know, what was really amazing mm-hmm. is in the great times that we were having in, in ever in the midst of all that, you just see the joy that God brings. But maybe even the greater joy came through what we learned, what we experienced in the hard moments. Wow. Yeah. And that's a really cool thing. That can only be a God thing. Exactly. How, you know, we see that and we're grateful. And like I said, I I just really am learning how important it is for me to be willing to share, to Mm -hmm. ask for prayer, to ask for help, you know, to not feel like I have to, I don't know, do it on my own or just have the strength because because we don't. We're, no. we're, we're not made. Our soul isn't made that way. Right. Well, what we tend to do is if that's our thing, right? we tend to live in what I said a minute ago of with this phrase, if I could only, mm. and then it's like fill in the blank. If I could only have this, if I could only do that, if I could only experience this, if I could only have this relationship, or if I could only make this relationship better or whatever. Sometimes it's, it's if I could only escape yeah this right if i could only escape my job if i could only escape my family or whatever yeah. it is that it's that constant pursuit of the if i could only right that has led us to live a life that's not wholly authentic no most of the time we think of life in terms of ups and downs oh yeah, yeah. and mountaintop experiences and lows in the valley <laughs> and when we have that mentality, I feel like we're missing something. Yeah. That we're not really getting who God is and what life is supposed to be about. It, it, it's because we tend to want to control things. That's the if I could only. Mm-hmm. Because it is a belief in if I can control this, then the outcome is going to be what I expect it to be. Well, we just talked about this summer. There are things we think we're in control of that we're totally we're not. not. <laughs> right. And you can have all the things and have everything planned and mm-hmm. then something you don't anticipate happens. Well, then what then? What do you do? Right. Where do you turn? And thankfully, we we're building this foundation on Jesus. We're building this life. And we've shared this analogy before in scripture where Jesus talks about the wise person and the foolish person. The wise man builds his house on the rock, the foolish on the sand. And we know that the storms fall on both houses. The storms come. Yes. And so we experience some of that this summer. That's right. And right now, people who are listening may be saying, I am in that moment. Yeah. I am in a very difficult moment. And like I said, we think of it in mountaintops and valleys. And most people Mm -hmm. don't talk a whole lot about mountaintops. They remember them, but they feel so fleeting. Yeah. Because, you know, you don't really live at the mountaintop. You you climb up, you climb you, up, you summit, you see, and right? then it's time to go. <laughs> and, and, and so most people just hold on to yeah. and linger in the valleys. And mm. unfortunately, that's where our mentality goes too. that we sit here and, and we make more of this mountaintop and valley, mountaintop and valley, mountaintop and valley. And it's like we're we're constantly longing for someplace we're not. Oh, yeah. 
And so uh, there were just a few things that I think God just laid on my heart as I was thinking about this and us having this conversation. And one of those is, and I, I just want to point out that God is not just on the mountaintop. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that good? In fact, in scripture, as Paul was talking to the church in Galatia, he talks about us walking with God, walking in the spirit, walking with the spirit, not God is arranging for us to meet him from time to time at different places that he can only meet us in the mountaintops. He wants a relationship of walking with us in everything. Is he present on the mountaintops? Of course. <laughs> of course he is. Yeah. Is he present in the valleys? Yes. To walk with us through everything. In mm -hmm. fact, there is. we should stop looking at the mountaintop as awesome and the valley is horrible. Right. And we should start just seeing that this is life and a wholly authentic life is one where, yeah, we we do have those mountaintop experiences, but we know that they give us perspective to see the valley differently. Which is so helpful when you're there in the valley to exactly. remember. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. we're standing on the top of the mountain. We look down, yes. we see the valley and for its beauty and, and mm -hmm. how beautiful valleys are with all the green. And a lot of times there's water. Water, Come on. I know that's your thing. <laughs> it and, is. And, and, and so we can see the different perspective from the mountaintop. Mm -hmm. But I tell you what else, the valley also gives us a different perspective. Mm. The mountains are most beautiful when viewed from the valley. Yeah. Looking up, we see their majesty. We see everything about them that we love. Mm. And so our perspective on the mountaintop changes when we're in the valley. Wow. That's so beautiful. I like that. And I, I like this, this conversation because it gives me kind of an orientation to yes. day to day. So, so the dailies, let's talk, right? let's talk about that. John Eldridge uses that term yeah. in his book, Get Your Life Back. Right. And I love it since we're talking about mountains yeah, and everything else. He talks about you don't train for climbing Mount Everest by climbing Mount Everest. <laughs> uh, no. You, that's not that's possible. a good way to die right I, I was thinking kind of foolish not the best right so we train in our neighborhood we train on local trails and in fact we don't even train for climbing mountains by climbing mountains any mountain whether it's tall short mount everest or the hill in your backyard mm -hmm. it's walking on the streets it's getting that experience and training where you are yeah. These are the dailies. In other words, we don't prepare for the ups and downs of life by just being in difficult moments. It's living, walking with God every day. What I said earlier, what you reach for in the good times is what you're going to be holding on to when the bad times come. Yes. So what are you reaching for every day? There you go. Are you opening the fridge and grabbing that beer? And I'm not saying that that's a, a bad thing, but is that what you're going to? Is that your coping mechanism? Mm -hmm. Are you turning on the computer, watching those videos? Or just on your phone? What are you reaching for? Yeah. Is it something that's mm -hmm. temporary? Yeah. That can't possibly meet your need? Right. And these are really good and hard questions. Mm -hmm. I just want to name that. But I do like the concept that we're we're not training for Mount Everest by climbing Mount Everest. It, it is what we're doing day to day yes. that really helps sustain our soul. And that's a part of this holy, authentic life, vibrant and sustainable that right. we're talking about, arranging our days, 
finding time, not trying to put a little bit of God into our day, right? Yes. But walking with God through our whole day. Right. And and what do we have to do in order to accomplish that? I mean, yeah. that is part of the reason we love the pause app. We love that because you can even set reminders for prayer sure. and just staying intentional throughout your day, whether you're at work or at home or doing whatever throughout your day that you are training for the trial you're not yet in, in yes. that you're walking with God in every moment of every day. A holy, authentic life is fully stepping into who we are, yes. who God made us to be, mm. and enjoying every moment of that with Him. Not every moment has the greatest joy in the world, but we can learn to have peace and joy in the moment because we're walking with God. And that's that's what you're trying to say. That's yes, what you're saying. with, And that's yeah. where, what are you reaching for? That question. Mm -hmm. And I think that needs to be where we're helping people right now is to yeah. say, okay, what do you... right? Tammy. <laughs> Uh-oh, it's getting personal. What do you <laughs> reach for Yes, that sustains you no matter what you're going through? I have really come to value God's word mm -hmm. for sustaining me. And I've even gone back. You're going to laugh. I've gone back to getting out note cards and writing verses and being intentional about memorizing scripture. This verse I've been on for three weeks now, I guess, is 2 Corinthians 10, 5, that taking captive every thought and making it obedient to Christ, that we demolish arguments. And, you know, anyway, I totally kind of wrecked the verse, but you get the point that I am really wanting to put God's word in my heart where that truth of scripture can inform my feelings. It changes my perspective. It gives me truth to hold on to when everything around me seems to be shifting like sand or whatever, God's word is just really good. And I've been using just your little reading plan that you have us going through. And I haven't read the gospel of Matthew in full in years. And mm. by doing our little day-to-day -day reading, mm -hmm. just finished the, the book of Matthew. And it is incredible. When I got to the end, Jesus's crucifixion, resurrection, ascension, all of that, it changed something in my soul. I, I can't explain wow. how God's word does that to me, but it informs how I feel. It informs reality. It informs that Jesus is alive and that he is with us. And mm -hmm. it just strengthens my heart like nothing else. And it it hasn't been easy. Like I've found I've gotten kind of lazy as I've gotten older with my memorization skills, mm -hmm. like just not working on memorizing scripture. I totally feel your pain. I, there's no judgment. <laughs> it's just I'm, I'm owning it on my on myself here and just saying, what does it take for me to get God's word in my heart? Well, I've gone old school. Like I said, I'm getting out note cards, mm -hmm. writing verses. I've been carrying them around, putting in my purse, putting it on my desk, mm -hmm. having it and then just challenging myself, okay, say this verse over and over. And the thing is, right now, things are good. Yeah. And that's what say. you're reaching for. Yes. And it will be what you're holding on to when, when things, things are hard. Go bad. Yeah. And, I, you know, it just uh, sounds so disheartening to say, okay, things are good. Things will go bad. I mean, uh, but that's just a reality of life. Yes. And sometimes it's not that things go bad. It's just things go uncertain. 
There you go. That, that uncertainty can really create anxiety in my in me oh, and my emotions. And so I think that's one reason I, I did focus on that verse, 2 Corinthians 10, 5, because I want my mind to be renewed. I want mm-hmm. my mind, I want my thoughts to say everything that supports my faith, great. Anything yeah. that wants to erode my faith, that's got to go. Yeah. And not allowing those thoughts to continue, but to demolish those arguments, right? Yeah. And take captive every thought. I love that that's what God is working in your life right now. Yes. He's meeting you right where you are. <laughs> he is. And giving you something to hold on to. Here, hold on to this. Yes. Because you're going to need that later. <laughs> right. Kind of thing. For me, what I'm learning is how to love God more. And that sounds so, I don't know, weird. To say, (laughs) yeah, what does that mean? Right. How do you love God more? (laughs) Explain. What it amounts to is the more I love God, the more I trust him. Oh, wow. And we trust more implicitly those that we love the most. Whoever we love the most, that's who we trust most implicitly. That whatever is said, whatever comes from them, we don't question it. Because we trust. And that's kind of where I have been. Not that I've spent my life not trusting God, but that I'm finding that I want to trust God more so that whatever happens, that there isn't this question of, is God good? Is he loving me? There's just this knowledge that he is. And so I'm learning to love him more and trust him more. And to be honest, the way that God is doing that for me is the same way that we learn how to love and trust anyone more. Spending time with him, yeah, talking with him, mm-hmm. learning that God isn't just in a book and he isn't in some far off place. Uh, I've had two images uh, that that really have made a huge difference. One is because of my relationship with you Aww. that how do we learn to love each other more? Uh, and and so, I don't know. I'm an old softy. I love old <laughs> movies. Romance is Yay. fun for me. And to think of God and romance, it sounds really awkward and weird on the outside. But I'm realizing that romance finds a lot of satisfaction in the pursuit mm-hmm. and being pursued. And to know that God pursued me first. That he loved me so much, he pursued me with everything. I mean, he sent his son Mm -hmm. to die on a cross to save me from my sins so that I could have a relationship with him forever. There's no one who can pursue me like that. No. And he did it Mm -hmm. even though he knew my faults, even though he understands my failures. He pursues me that way. And I want to pursue him in return. And that's the romance piece. It's so beautiful. That it is returning that pursuit. Mm -hmm. And how do I do that? Yeah, it's God's word. It's talking to him, learning that I can talk to him about anything and stop formalizing my prayers and thinking of, you know, (laughs) well, if I'm not praying for other people or praying for world peace, whatever, (laughs) that I'm not really praying the right things. No, it's, it's, Mm. it's not about that. It's learning to just have that conversation and to really take it in directions I've never taken prayer before, where maybe even asking God questions like, I really enjoyed this. What do you think about it? Wow. And listening for the Holy Spirit to to say something. I can't explain the joy of that journey because a lot of people I realize might listen to that and go, well, that doesn't happen for me. And I'm telling you, the God who loves you and pursued you and made a way for you to have a relationship with you will talk to you that way. 
but he can't as long as we say he won't. And we don't have faith and we don't have margin for him. Right. And that is truly it. It's about talking Mm -hmm. to him in and through all of those things. The other image, not just the romance side of love, the other image that I've had with God so much came from going through Matthew and some of the verses where Jesus and children interact with one another. Uh, I always, uh, it's hilarious to me that the disciples always get it wrong um, (laughs) because the children come running to Jesus and the disciples are like, parents, get your kids. (laughs) Don't mess with the master. And he's like, boys, chill out. Let them come to me. And they crawl right up in his lap. Uh, and he talks to them and he lays his hand on their head and blesses them. And, and there's just this beautiful relationship. And even Jesus talks to his disciples like, until you become like one of them, yeah, you're not going to fully get or understand the kingdom of God. Wow. Because I want you to come to me as a child. And how does a child come to that loving father that we have? He just throws himself into his lap. I mean, Some of the most wonderful memories of our boys when they were little were the moments where they would crawl up in your lap. It was a security. It was comfort. It was warmth. It was a place that they were so comfortable they could fall asleep. Oh, yeah. And that's the other image that God has given me is that I can see myself literally sometimes just crawling up into his lap. It's big enough. (laughs) He can hold me. Oh, yeah. Just like we did our boys when they were small. And I love that image of his love because it is not an unsafe place to be. It is security. It is warmth. It's a place I can rest. That's what it means to me to be learning how to love God more. Wow. Is I'm learning to see him as the romance that he pursued me with. And I'm seeing that and I'm learning to see him as a loving father that I can sit in his lap and and be loved on by him. You know, one of my favorite places when I was growing up, sitting in my grandpa's lap and he would give me back rubs and we could watch whatever I wanted to watch, usually Gomer Pyle. But uh, (laughs) that was such an incredible place for me and learning to see God that way has been beautiful. That's what I'm reaching for so that when the hard things come, mm-hmm. that I know who I believe in. Man, you're getting to me. It's hard. Like I'm feeling this emotion. I'm like, okay, don't cry. Don't cry. <laughs> it's just so, it's just so beautiful what you described because I can, I can just feel it like in my chest and my heart. It just makes me want that. You know, like I want that relationship with God. I want to keep growing. I I don't want to be stagnant. I don't want to get complacent. I want to keep pursuing this life. Yes. And this is why, as you're saying that, it's not about mountaintops and valleys. Yeah. Yeah. It's about walking with God every day, every moment of every day. Wow. And just encouraging our listeners, one another, that this is something we're still learning. We haven't yes. figured it out. We're we're leaning into it more. And I'm realizing it's not about the do's and do nots or the law or the external. Right. It's not about the ways that I'm, I'm going to fail because I will. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's about learning how to say, God, I need you. Yeah. 
my heart was made for you, Jesus. And opening up that part of my of my soul, like and saying, God, I you're the one. Is summer enough? It could it ever be enough when we're created for a, a God who loves us? <laughs> right. And in is anything ever gonna come close to that? No. No, right? that's wonderful. That's beautiful. I love how you said that because it, it just puts into words the idea of reaching. What am I reaching for? Yeah. Am I going to constantly reach for something that's less than? But yeah, exactly. And if I do, then it's always going to be a disappointment. Not right? that the not that hiking and and all the things of summer isn't beautiful. Oh because my gosh. it is. I mean, God gave us every good and perfect gift comes from the Father. Yes. And we know that. We just don't want to get the gifts and the giver mixed up. Ooh, that's really important. Right? Yeah, I think you said that so well. And Paul to the Romans. Mm-hmm. What were they guilty of? They were guilty of worshiping the things that were created rather than the creator himself. And that's easy to fall into. Yeah. And mm-hmm. there is a certain level of perceived security when we try to be masters of our own life, outcomes, whatever. The problem with it is it's never going to work. No. It's definitely not sustainable. It <laughs> no. might be, we might have success in a moment. Yeah. And it might be vibrant in a moment, but that moment is so fleeting. Yeah. I think of like fireworks, you know, how beautiful oh, yeah. they are, but they don't last. No. They they can be vibrant, but mm-hmm. they're not sustainable. Right. And so it's like, why am I continuing to look at these things to satisfy my soul when right. my soul was made to be satisfied by my God? That is so good. That is so good. Well, I think we've had one heck of a conversation today. <laughs> about these things. It's been fun. I've loved hearing your heart and just the images that you shared about what you're experiencing with God. It encourages me. Well, I am looking forward to all that season two is going to be. And I'm looking forward to some of the guests we will have on this season. It's just going to be great because like we said from the very beginning, we're not meant to live life alone. And so bringing other people into our conversations and learning from them and their journey, so important. So no matter what you're facing, no matter what moment in life you feel like you're in right now, the pursuit of a holy, authentic life that is vibrant and sustainable. That's real. Yes. And we can all be on this expedition together. 